2: Co-worker of yours. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
3: Welcome to the Rusk Report and the Bet 1520, back by popular demand. We have a gentleman who's the grandson of the famous car designer, engineer, and architect. We're going to be speaking with Richard Earl again, grandson of the famous Harley Earl. You may remember, I believe they were Buick ads about 15 years ago with Harley Earl, who was seen as one of the top car designers in the world. To tell you a little bit about his grandson Richard Earl, his auto passion is inherent to his lineage. He is part of one of America's oldest families on wheels. His great-grandfather Jacob W. Earl was a late 19th century coach builder who started the family's auto heritage in 1889, seven years before Henry Ford built his first car. Richard's grandfather, Harley J. Earl, is hailed as America's car design pioneer and the auto industry's first design superstar. Our guest backed by popular demand, Richard Earl. Let's talk about uh, the nation's number one company, General Motors primarily using used car design leadership to win over their ever-increasing consumer audience of car and truck buyers. Tell us about that, Richard Earl. Well, that was
2: a great uh, introduction, Brian. There's um, it's a lot of meat on this bone. Uh, the, the story about General Motors and the, the most prestigious, uh, largest corporation of the 20th century it uh, takes you right back to the mid 20th century and how they the these leaders I call them the dream team and Harley Earl was on that team he could be even called the QB and they they shot advanced engineering into the space age by pioneering techniques that that then and starting in the 20s seemed like science fiction and by the 50s GM had become a business dynasty uh, shoulders above the rest was America's largest company would remain that way uh, or the world's largest company, all the way into uh, at the end of the 20th century into the nine, 1990s and how they did it was uh, they created to create these subsidiaries of General Motors and and these ideas that were such great ideas And um, one of which I think we're going to talk about a little today is the Fisher Bodies Craftsman's Guild, which was a a 38 year uh, talent hunt for for young boys um, starting in 1930 uh, all the way up to 1968 that became this 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 engine, this great big engine by by 67. They had over six hundred thousand participants annually, and then in um disbanded the Fisher Bodies Craftsman's Guild, and they they would get all these kids and and create them so they'd be coming in. They would be hiring these freshman classes of great American designers to build these cars, and um, and that's why the cars and the technology was so, so superior in America uh, back in that time. And uh, they were the fuel for the the success. And, um, you know, Harley and the rest of the team just watched the consumers all the time and uh, what they wanted. And uh, and, and basically General Motors delivered it uh, long before, you know, Detroit was the technology capital of the world, Mm -hmm. primarily because of General Motors back in the mid 20th century before Silicon Valley was even
3: thought of. Very good. Now, your grandfather was a brilliant, gifted uh, man, way ahead of his time. Uh, Let's talk about Harley J. Earl as the leader of GM's mid-century dream team. How did he motivate, how did he work with all these other people to develop these uh, ahead of their time designs? Well, that's a great question. And I have to just go back to one
2: of Harley Harley's quotes, two of them, actually. Um, he became, and he said this in a New York Times 1956 interview he had with a journalist. Uh, and he said in the article, in order to make these cars to sell, when he first came on board, mm-hmm. quote, I became the most hated man Um, inside the place. Uh, Why is that? Why would
3: they hate him? Is it jealousy? Yes,
2: there was a lot of that, but also there was a lot of trickery. And the other quote that I was just wanting to mention was that, um, as Harley said, uh, quote, secrecy is a necessary part of the process. So General Motors uh, from the late
3: 20s... Was there sabotage, too? Well, I mean, you're you're, you're talking
2: about uh the 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 industrial product and back in the mid-20th century the largest cash cow in the world Brian was the automobile industry and uh America had had it all lock stock and barrel you know before the war most of the cars in the world were produced in Detroit but after World War II over 90 percent of the cars in the world were coming out of Detroit, mm-hmm. so all the other countries they wanted what we had, and uh, basically you know the dream team they didn 't want that technology to flood out of America fast uh, they wanted it to trickle out uh, and go out slowly uh, but But you had a juggernaut an engine, and it got created and it was wrapped around um, this the secrecy, and they didn 't promote. They like you would think, oh, these 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 are the the largest leaders of the 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 free business world, and boy, wouldn't they burnish their images and get a lot of credit? No, they they just like Harley did. They they didn't like to take the credit uh, for themselves. They shared the credit, and that's why the corporation is such a unique experience for people to understand today because uh you have this great company it's so different than how things are done today which is in the social media world that we live in which is me 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 i i i more like that and um and promotion of uh and ego where these these individuals i think they had their egos checked and basically were able to uh to, to divert the spotlights from themselves and put it on others And they they really did that with Henry Ford uh, when they took his dynasty away from him Mm -hmm. um, back starting in the late 20s and by 1931 a lot of people don't know this but General Motors uh, outpaced or outperformed uh, Ford Motor uh, Company and became the number one uh, car company in the world by 1931 and within a handful of years later in 36 right in the middle of the depression became the largest corporation in the world, and remained that way all the way, like I said earlier, into the 1990s.
3: Wonderful, a great success story. We're talking about Harley J. Earl. We're interviewing the grandson, Richard Earl. Again, Harley J. Earl was a car designer, engineer, and architect, the space age technological perspective. If you're listening in Chittawaga, New York or Montreal or northern Florida to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power on the BET 1520 AM radio, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, BET 1520 Radio, Suite 200, 500 Corporate Parkway, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. As we have received at this station letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. A little bit more information about Richard Earl. So enter Richard Earl. Ironically, the only Earl descendant to pursue an auto-related career since his grandfather's death in '69. He lives in South Florida, West Palm Beach, and edits the official HarleyJEarl.com website. Little uh, promo here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans grocery stores. Home delivery call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. They have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Let's talk about the 1950s and uh, General Motors having become a business dynasty like no other, which really doesn't exist today. Let's talk about this 70 years ago. Richard Earl, grandson of the famous auto designer Harley J. Earl.
2: Well, you just it was a different time. It was a different place. Uh, You had a corporation that was uh, fueling the consumer with the world's most adored and important business product which was the automobile and uh, it, like silicon valley just hates this because t- and detroit doesn't even know how to talk about it anymore because it's become such a bureaucracy um and they they don't embrace change like they used to and modernity and and what happened is is that people today most younger generation people believe that the Um, The phone uh, technology and uh, devices they hold in their hands, their smartphones, are are more important than automobiles. Well, let me tell you, as far as in number stats, and finance, automobiles are still the world's most adored and important consumer product and have been for over 100 years in a row uninterrupted. And uh, again, starting back in the mid 20th century, you know, General Motors, Harley Earl and that dream team, they created a device that would go off in your head and you would be like it was called the annual model change. And back then it was called the annual styling model change because Harley would re like I said, he was a car architect. He reshaped these cars out of clay every year and they would create new model changes. And get the public so excited about getting out of their old model, which was perfectly fine. It was just like if you have an a Apple iPhone 10, 11, or 12 today, you don't need the, the brand new phone. But boy, does the company make it so easy for you to get it today. That whole device uh, that I wanted, I want it all, and I want it right now. Um, I'm going to get the new model. That all came from General Motors, and they created that business uh, paradigm. And, uh, and and again, didn't talk about it, didn't th- you like to rest on their laurels, mm-hmm. or, or go ahead, or or even um, you know let not let other companies in Detroit take credit for their designs. To them, it was an American team effort, especially because they had come out of the Roaring Twenties. Everybody you know, and General Motors, like I said, became the largest corporation in the world during the depression and uh so so you're talking about these leaders, they lived through the roaring twenties they they understood the 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 depression they moved through it, and then they had to work and do what they did during world war two and that's a whole nother story how general Motors helped uh, the world um win World War two through modern production. Um, um um a volume production uh where we basically everybody knows this uh it was said by Winston Churchill that um it's a famous quote by him where he said Hitler built a fortress around Europe there's no disputing it uh but he forgot to build a roof over it and it was America basically that bombed um them back into the stone age uh with impunity and uh and then they did the same thing to Japan to end the war quickly and uh this was all because Germany and Japan never touch any of our uh uh companies um industrial uh war ordnance making facilities during uh during the war and it's one of the reasons uh america's uh, so tough to invade.
3: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the advanced engineering into the space age by pioneering techniques and again starting in the 1920s that then seemed like science fiction with your grandfather Harley J Earl
2: well he was an engineer he went to stanford and his father was a like like you said a late 19th century coach builder so he grew up in the factory and he'd hear that hammering out of wood metal and when he was young I can't tell you the, the entire anecdote, but he came up with this idea to build full-size clay models of cars, paint them up, have them look like a real car. It was a real trick of art. Uh, Trompe l'oeil. You would see the car from about 20 feet away, and you would think you could go get in the car and drive it off, but it was just like a movie a movie studio. Um, it was just uh, a trick to get somebody mm-hmm. interested, like like... General Motors in building the 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 actual end product, so it was like uh, building the architectural rendering, uh, but doing it in in three D in, in full 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 size clay model mode, and it would have a real interior in it. And the board of directors would look at these things at General Motors. That's why Harley was hired, and he came up with this new technology, and it was a um, it was a math based engineering technique where they take the numbers off the car and everything and they'd have these styling bridges over the car and the engineers in Detroit this is why he was so hated is that uh, they hated this guy He came from California moved to Detroit in 27 came into Cadillac and the Cadillac engineers were laughing at him at the water coolers because they were like how dare you you think you're going to come into Detroit from California and you're going to show us how to build a car? Like, we don't know how to build cars in, in Detroit. Like, you could, you know, you, know, you can go F yourself. Uh, they really didn't like him, but th- he had the full support and backing. He had a mandate from the largest shareholders of GM and the CEO, Alfred P. Sloan, at the time. And that dream team, and uh, those guys didn't give a hoot what the uh, – traditional engineers up at the
3: factories, how they were more like Henry Ford. Let's talk a little bit more about the Fisher Body Craftsman Guild. It sounds like a way of motivating young people to get involved in auto design and uh, creative engineering as your grandfather, Harley Earl, was involved. But before that, Are you doing motivational speeches around the country? Sure. And if so, where should people call you or email you or look up a website?
2: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Brian. That's great. Uh, The harleyjearl.com website is the best way. There's an email link at at the bottom of every page. And then, you know, have a Facebook presence. uh, Harley Earl. I love automobiles is the title. Uh, over sixty thousand strong a lot of dialogue going on there uh but to get back to the um thank thanks again for for mentioning that um self promotion <laughs> that's something I often think of at last well you have <laughs> to do that
3: to make money
2: <laughs> but but the the fisher bodies craftsman's skill really was a a work of stunning artistic achievement um matter of fact um before it was invented Harley introduced the idea to the Fisher brothers and uh he thought it was and he said it it was a queer thing that while the motor industry is one of the most powerful in the country no important course are being given in the schools in automobile design such a course should depend upon the closest cooperation between the students and the automobile industry he said that back in 1930 that's the year they created the Fisher bodies craftsman's guild and they they started having these kids win these scholarships and come to Detroit and, and win these prizes uh, for for building these models of of, uh, of 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 the the Fisher Fisher Body coach in the beginning and later on different models of of small automobiles that were about the size of a shoebox and 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 by the sixties like I said it was bigger than the Boy Scouts of America in annual attendance this was no easy feat you had all these kids competing to make these cars and all these great judges and everything it was a really hard um, effort to to create some of the the best models and that's why uh detroit was on top of its game um uh, going into the 60s and it's it's this shakespearean story um i mean general motors you know when america does things uh the biggest business of the 20th century and people love cars today and they and they really loved cars and i'm talking the masses they they just looked at cars cars were everything every cocktail party was talking about cars instead of like today you know technology so i'm not saying it's not bad to have both but but um i think cars are going to have um a wonderful rise up again. Just like Harley's the father of the Corvette and uh, the Corvette leg right that's happening right now around the new C8 Corvette is a new adventure uh, and, and the history of the Corvette in 2023, it's gonna be 70 years old. So there's a lot of lifestyle creations that this uh, car architect or uh, artist, engineer, impresario, uh uh, created that we're that we're able to 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 get in and out of today and uh i have to say the corvette is one of his uh most important brands everybody understands that brand and you know harley helped make generals famous and uh, gm's still riding on that fame today from the mid-20th century no question and it's a good thing And, and i wish the company today all the best and success in the world uh Because, you know, uh, it's like America's um, uh, we would never want to lose our manufacturing um, hub, which is the uh, automobile uh, capital of the world, which is Detroit. And it's been like that for over 100 years uninterrupted. So um, anybody that that's a garden variety, good American that would like to see that would go away would be uh, have to have many screws loose in their head.
3: Again, our guest today is Richard Earl, grandson of the famous car designer, engineer, and architect for space-age technology, Harley J. Earl. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest, author of 40 books, Charles Todd, Mystery Novels, Ambassador Ronald Gidwitz, U.S. Ambassador, formerly to the European Union in Belgium, and Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. Again, Richard Earl's auto passion is inherent to his lineage. He is part of one of America's oldest families on wheels. Our guest today, Richard Earl. Again, if somebody would like to have you speak at a convention, a motivational speaker with your background, with your grandfather as one of those famous auto pioneers, how do they look you up and get a hold of you?
2: Oh boy, uh, you know, just uh, go to the Harley J Earl. dot com website. Yes, and uh, or look up uh, uh, or I go on Facebook and just type in Harley Earl. I love automobiles. He said that, and uh, you'll get reach a community of people that are talking about this story and, uh, and uh, the, you know, people that are passionate about cars, which there are many <laughs> it's to be here. Thank you.
3: Okay, let's talk a little bit more. About how Harley Earl shaped General Motors and the Apple Company of its day. How did he do that, Richard Earl? About your grandpa? Well, he got everybody
2: involved, and let's face it, uh, he saw more than than anybody else back in the 20s, and he and he showed it to these other leaders mm-hmm. at General Motors how influential women were to the um to the, the the scene of of uh buying cars he said basically that um you know over two-thirds of the people making decisions uh the buying this car buying decisions were women and uh he was interested of course in hiring those women's at his design center and he he basically if you were talented, he didn't care where you came from, what ethnicity you were, um, how you. He he wanted to have you involved in 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 creating these cars, which were all about the future. So so they would fill the fe- and many of the times fill the female wishes. So he was the first to hire these um these these women that that were uh, he hired the first prominent female design team in 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 business history and um they they were basically plotting a style revolution and and the newspapers got involved over uh 300 uh he was he was uh, answering questions uh for over 300 women and and newspapers this was back in the mid 50s uh about what were the things going into the cars and uh You know, he'd say things like, I believe the future for qualified women automotive designers is virtually unlimited. In fact, I think that in three or four years, women will be designing entire automobiles. That was in the mid-50s, right before he retired. Well, he
3: was a man way ahead of his time. Again, if you are listening on the East Coast or in Canada... Uh, Richard Earl is available as a public speaker at conferences, conventions, with his great knowledge of his grandfather, Harley J. Earl, car designer, engineer, and architect for space-age technology. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production, and thank you for enlightening us once again on the Rust Report on the BET 1520, Richard Earle. Have a great week.